Transition by Pantel Calho. Let's be together in Transition, episode 18. Welcome to COVID-19 Fertility Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Pantel Calho. Episode 7, The Power of Reinvention with Amber Ibarra, Reinvention Coach. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power. I'm here with Amber uh, Ibarra. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, she is actually a multiple business owner and reinvention coach. And she is helping people, especially women uh, who have lost their identity during uh, this uh, struggling with fertility. Uh, It means they actually need more confidence and they need to boost their confidence. That's why I invited uh, my dear guest, uh, Amber Ibarra, to talk about this issue today with you. Welcome, Ibarra. Yes, thank you so much for having me here today. It is a pleasure. My pleasure. All right, tell me about yourself first and how did you come up with this idea of helping people struggling with this issue? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I personally feel a lot of the time the people that I've gone to that have helped me through things. Some of the best coaches are people that have been through things themselves. And I found myself in this place and position when over four years ago now, I was going through a business divorce. Um, That's what I call it. I was in a relationship with the person I was in business with and the business was successful, but everything around that wasn't. And it really taught me many things. And one of the fears I had during that time was, how am I supposed to leave this? How am I, it's going to be hard on the emotional side, but then on the business side too, this is going to be a difficult transition. And so I stayed in that, in those circumstances that I had created for myself. And it took me a few years to realize I needed to get out of that that's when I went through my own reinvention. And um, it was a long process, but I, you know, own my own business now 100%. I'm going on um, three years uh, for a total of six plus years that I've been an entrepreneur and business owner. And in that I've built a team and I'm able to help coach other women and to help really what, what does it mean to reinvent you? Right, because sometimes when people, when women think of reinventing themselves or a makeover, they think all physicality. You don't have to go chop your hair off and leave your spouse or do anything crazy. Um, a lot of the time, it's some of the mundane, what we consider the mundane tasks of our everyday, and really building a more positive psychology in that. Yeah. So that, so that's what I focus on. <laughs> so it means renewing yourself, reinventing. Yes reframe your brain and build something new from yourself. So how, how, how this process works? Exactly. So how this process works for you? Yes, that's a great question. So what I do, and you're asking how it worked for me, I'm happy to kind of tell a little bit more of how it worked for me. And that's kind of also the blueprint I use to help implement for 
the, you know, the, the women that I coach and I work with, um, a lot of that is looking at your everyday. What are you feeding your body? What are you feeding your mind? And what I like to get into are the four E's. I like to focus on redefining where are you spending your effort? What is your emotional intelligence level? Where is your energy going? And what does your environment look like? Because if you're in a negative environment, you have no room to grow. And if you are receiving the negative energy and you're not in a space of generating that positive energy, then all of those things really tie in together. So I help women look at, um, we actually don't even start with what are your goals. I don't want to know your goals right now. What I want to know is what have the last 30 days of your life look like? And we break that down. Because when you're able to do that, then you get out of the fluff of what women think they want their life to be like. And you start from building a better foundation, um, excuse me, from building a better foundation and saying, oh gosh, this is what my life looks like right now. I want to be here, but I can't go from zero to a hundred in two weeks. We have to take it step by step. So I help bring women back to what, what the, what is the reality now and what can we work through? in real time to help you get to your goals. So as I understand, the first step is you accept yourself the way you are. Then you work on redefining yourself. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Then we work on redefining that. But we can't get to that point until we start from where we are now. And that's, to me, one of the most important parts how to identify the stress and yeah. shift it somewhere else. Yes. So I think it's beautiful that it looks different for every single individual. To me, it's, I would always say, turn to the people that love you that, and that you love most, because sometimes we can't tell when we're in a funk. Sometimes it's hard to see when we're not really, you know, performing like we usually do, or uh, we get so caught up in the stress that we sometimes say, oh, well, that's just normal. Oh, I'm just not sleeping right because, well, I've been working a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not normal to have an adrenal burnout, and it's not normal to be fatigued every single day or to want to not go to work or see people. And there are these certain things and these hints that our body gives us that we sometimes don't listen to. So the first thing I would say is to pay attention to maybe some changes that, that might seem small. Um, what is your normal now? Um, I like to tell people, think of when you're at your best. What are, what are your routines look like? Because when you're at your best, I'm sure you're not waking up at noon on the weekend. No, you want to jump out of bed in the morning. You want to seize the day, right? So um, I would say to first start there and then you shift your energy by doing the things that you don't feel like doing, <laughs> like drinking more water, like waking up early, like finding gratitude in a single day to say, you know what, I know I've been stressed lately, but wow, I'm so happy because even though I'm home right now, my husband still has a job. My kids are healthy. Um, there are little things that you can do to shift your mindset and to shift your mood and um, 
Tony Robbins has a great quote that I love using and it's where um, your attention goes, energy flows. Yes. And it, it's because whether you, you feel good or you don't, you're, you're right either way. And you could still feel a little crummy or have a bad day and still have a positive outlook that changes the trajectory of your entire week. Exactly. That's nice. Yeah, you're right. That, the point is where the focus is. If you're fo focusing um, on bad things and bad things happen to you and this negative stuff coming to you all the time, and then you have and do more positive thing with the little, little, little changes, as you said. But sometimes it's not really easy to be just positive yeah. because you have a lot no. on your plate, lots of stress and too much negativity. And it's not really easy. Like mm -hmm. uh, I remember when uh, I had a bad accident and somebody robbed my car, I, mm -hmm. I had this dream every day and repeating in my mind. It took me two like two years exactly to get rid of those dreams. What, how can I um, expedite this uh, process? How can I help myself to faster recovery? Yeah. That's a phenomenal question. And I love this question because some people, a lot of people actually ask that. And the truth is that you can't necessarily speed it up. And I'll get into why everyone is going to process their emotions and everything differently. But the difference between the people that are going to have maybe PTSD from certain situations mm -hmm. or will end up getting over that, if you will, um, is that they're going to work on the process of working through it. So as long as you're working through it, I say there is no right way to process as long as you're trying. You need to face the reality of it. You admit the fact that it was scary. There are th it's impossible to give yourself, to wake up every single morning and tell yourself, no, how dare you? And then beat yourself up over not um, being positive every single day because that's unhealthy. That's when positivity turns into toxicity because you're trying to force yourself to see through these rose-colored glasses when really you need to just say, you know what, this is the reality of my day. I am stressed out about X, Y, and Z. What can I do to have a better schedule? What can I do to maybe stop these nightmares that keep coming from this thing that happened to me that was really scary? So maybe you're reading good books at night so that you're, the last thing that your subconscious is really kind of taking in is something more more positive. Um, it might not get rid of that, those negative thought processes um, overnight, but it will help expedite it. The last thing you want to do is push it away. Or if your spouse is asking, hey, are you okay? To say, yes, yes, I'm fine. I need to get the kids ready for school and then go about life like nothing happened. Um, it's, it's never good to push those things down. Um, that it, It's always good to really talk about it and how it's affecting you, especially if it's affecting your sleep, if you're having nightmares about it and things like that. Um, it's something that you should be open about. And there's nothing wrong with saying, you know what, this was a scary time in my life um, that will actually help you process it. And what I tell people who've gone through similar things who say, 
I'm just so afraid it's going to happen again. I'll, I'll, um, I had a lady once that I was working with and, um, she had gotten pickpocketed while traveling by herself. And I was talking to her and she's like, you know, I'm just, I'm so afraid to travel again. What if that happens? And I asked her, how, how old are you? She was like, well, I'm 41. Okay. And how many times do you travel a year? She's like, well, I, I travel five, six, seven times a year. Okay. And in those 41 years of life, how many times has that happened to you? And she said, well, that, that was the first time it happened. I'm like, so statistically, if we look at the, <laughs> the evidence, right, it's, it, it's really not likely that that could happen just again at any time you travel so much. I mean, so just really breaking it down to kind of help those fears. There's never a guarantee that bad things aren't going to happen to us. They are, it is inevitable. But what helps us is to mentally prepare for those bad things again. And just to say, you know what, what can I do to maybe stop that? Okay. Don't go out at past midnight and one in the morning or walk down weird looking streets, right? In the middle of the night of a foreign country or, um, there's only so much you could do to prepare for things like that. But to me, I always go back to mentality. As long as you're doing your best and you're building yourself up, then when those kind of unfortunate things happen, you're able to say, okay, that was scary, but I'm not going to allow it to consume my life. So uh, I told you I have an example of my own life. Uh And uh, I had nightmares. It took me sometimes to recover. And because of these nightmares, uh, other bad stuff happened to me as well. <laughs> because my mood was not positive and I was struggling in my mind and having these dreams all the time. And uh, one day I went for shopping. Uh, some, uh, uh, some young uh, students attacked me and robbed my uh, wallet. And I said, okay, why this happened to me? <laughs> That's another country I immigrated to Australia those days. This is a safe city. Mm-hmm. And why this happened to me again? Then I refer to myself, something here is not right. When you have these negative thoughts in your mind and you always have these dreams of somebody attacking to you, yes, it happened to you again. So that, that's why you're, you're right. You have to reinvent yourself. So you have to reframe your brain. Yes. And you work on something else. That, let's say you have to take the focus and doing something else. Yeah. So that's why I try to do different stuff, studying and try to not think about what happened to me and replace other activities uh, with these nightmares mm-hmm. <laughs> and this happened um, that's why I uh, as gradually I could forget what happened to me and yeah. so I, I feel safer now I don't need mm-hmm. to worry about this somebody come and kill me but okay. uh, yeah that's right if you work on yourself it, it may take time is not really and that is scary that's a scary that's situation a, for anyone to be in yes but that's fine we are human and we are not going to be perfect but that's here and real life and we need to uh, learn do you have any case of study working with uh, your own clients having this reinvention process um i just know that 
all the women that I've worked with so far have had amazing changes in their life. And um, it's interesting because I always tell them that it has nothing to do. It literally has everything to do with them and has nothing to do with me. I feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit for the changes that we can make in our own lives. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what I think people are lacking is accountability. Um, There are only so many things that we can do for ourselves um, because we're living in it. So sometimes we need, in order for us to take a step outside of that, it's important to work with other people like coaches or accountability partners and things like that. Someone to say, I am actually tracking your progress. Let's not only work on the inner self, but let's also work on some tangible ways to take action for your own life. And I can't do that for you. That's good. These women have to do that for themselves. Exactly. So what's interesting about that is that women come into, oh, well, maybe they're sad or they're in this like depression season. Um, I have a lot of women who they have a great job and the family's healthy and happy and things are good. They're like, so why do I feel so empty? What is missing? And a lot of the time the path is about fulfillment. Maybe they're not fulfilled in what they're doing. Yes, they're making the money they wanted to make, but they're not doing the thing that they want to do. And so it's so beautiful to work with the different kinds of personalities and people because no life is the same. And um, yes, it's been beautiful. I I should do a case study though, because it's just, it's been wonderful to work with these women and to also see them gain confidence along the way because they realize they're the ones doing the work and they're capable. When so they you, when you already realize, done these cases studies. I mean, you already <laughs> worked with these women. You. I really have. I, I have. It's, it's been a great journey. And honestly, a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm, I've been on my own journey. I've had coaches and I have traveled to find things in myself and to see the world and to broaden my perspective on life. And all I want to do is bring that to these other women. And to show them that it's possible because I I love to share my low lows. I like to let people know when I felt like giving up because that's something that every person can relate to, right? No matter how great of a job you have or what you've invented or, I mean, there are people out there saving lives, right? That um, at the end of the day, they, they come home to a broken home. You just, you don't know the velocity and the the big wave, massive waves of difficulty that some people are facing until you get to talk with them. So it's just, I, I go by the rule of um, embracing everyone and treating everyone with compassion because we never know someone's backstory behind their smile. And um, it's just an important way to, to live, I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. You're right. You don't know what's happening in their life. And this is ourselves. Uh, mm-hmm. to understand ourselves and to know what we need actually mm-hmm. uh, I realize it's it's right somebody can help you can give you hints but this is you to do the actual work so if mm-hmm. you don't work on yourself if you just rely on somebody else to do the hints and treatments but if you don't act upon them then there is no use you can do anything. Yeah. 
And sometimes, and that's what I also want to help work with women on is, I mean, it's, it's all attached, right? If you talk to health professionals and talk about how the, the brain is attached to the gut and your overall health, and it's just, to me, it's so important to not only eat right and exercise and all those things, but if you're not right up here, if you are not mentally sound and um, you're not working through that, or being self-aware enough to know when there's something wrong, then um, that's something that, that takes work. And to me, it's just like a life journey. There are certain, there are things that we learn in all stages of our life and to gain that self-awareness and emotional intelligence is something that I feel um, all people should really look into because there's always that next level of growth for us. And um, that will help us live a happier, more fulfilled life when we're able to understand what really makes us happy. And um, let me tell you, with all the people I've talked to, it's definitely not currency. <laughs> yes, we needed to live and to thrive and to invest in cool things, um, but that's not gonna fill the fulfillment hole. Do you have any suggestion for women who went through fertility issues and they had miscarriages, no, they are in the state of PTSD and uh, they actually need more boost and confidence. Yes. I, I think that, again, kind of going back to the brain, the body, all of that coincides. I feel that when you are, as I've also talked to women who have, and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not an expert in that, but PCOS, I have a, a friend that had trouble um, getting pregnant and she had two miscarriages and I can't imagine what women go through and the turmoil after experiencing that or trying to have a child. But I do know that when the people I've spoken to have finally have had success with it, a lot of that had to do with changing of the stress levels. A lot of that had to do with how they were caring for their health um, and in the self-care realm. And I know it's, it could sound kind of woo-woo to people like, oh gosh, what do you want me to do? Affirmations in the morning? Like, you know what? Yes. <laughs> tell, your, tell your body that it is healthy and it is capable and that it can create this life. And there are some things that are beyond our control that, you know, our, our bodies work in different ways. But what I would suggest is just to de-stress. Don't, don't tell yourself if I don't get pregnant in the next six months and I'm trying and I'm, I, I'm tracking my ovulation and I'm doing all these things that the, the doctors keep telling me to do. Maybe you need to go outside of that and you really need to get back to taking care of you. And um, I, I'm of the opinion to, you know, pray on it, make sure that your, your mind is in its right place and just take care of yourself. Well, that's very interesting point you're right you need to just pause i guess when this happened to you and then build yourself up without thinking that you're gonna be pregnant or not that's what i did with myself i just sometimes when you don't get pregnant yeah. or you don't have your baby you just uh, try yeah. to blame yourself because I'm not healthy enough, I have some mm -hmm. problems, you know, but there is a way 
to stop this. What you can do is just yeah. accept yourself as an identity, the way you mm -hmm. are. Accept yourself uh, with this personality, not as somebody who is going to get pregnant. And then work on yourself, build your, build something like produce something or do something amazing in your life. And then you're going to get back to that level again, the level that you are confident again and you, you're, uh, you're happy to restart your life again. You know, and I wish there was a study on that, on how many women, and I've read books like that aren't even based on fertility, but for instance, Gabrielle Bernstein, she talks about her process, how, you know, they tried and just, I've heard of so many stories of women trying for a year, for two years. And the moment they give up and they're like, you know what, I guess I'm just not supposed to. And it just happens. Exactly. And I, I wish there was a study on the science of that because- <laughs> Actually, that's my book. <laughs> that's my upcoming book. Yeah, that I my stress is on this exactly. The moment you give up on having the baby, that's work. That that point work is starting. So what's happening? <laughs> because um, you, when you think about you, stress yourself to do something and push yourself to do it, you gotta go far away from it. So, yeah. and you are um, against the nature because you're pushing yourself, doing the IVF, blah, 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 different things. And you are uh, trying to uh, use your body the way is not ready for it. You know? Yes. So as soon as you give up, your nature getting back again. So you are going to wow. be the natural way you've been before and your body naturally is healthy. Your body start acting and producing uh, quality eggs. That's the way it is. And this is the story for many, many women. As mm -hmm. my clients and my friends talking to me, the first thing I tell them, uh, you have to decrease your stress level at work. Work-related issues. Because too many women try hard to work and they don't like their job and they yeah. actually have lots of issues at work commuting to work and get back and then they have to do some other things together too many stuff they have to minimize what they're doing relax and just get back to normal and just try to produce something that they like what I did, I, I went yeah. to violin class and uh, it's been five years um, I was doing this. But the point is mm -hmm. my, um, my teacher always say, why don't you uh, participate in a concert? I said, because I'm afraid to do this. I don't want to go to public and just play the violin. And he said, no, you have to do it. And you can't leave it. When you break this barrier, that's mm -hmm. it. I went to the public, I played my violin, and then I, f I felt so confident, you know? And then <laughs> yes. Doing this kind of thing, then I, I published my book, too many different things that I've never done. And then that's yeah. level up your productivity level and you can actually do uh, whatever you thought you couldn't do. 
exactly yeah. that's the same as producing a baby producing a baby when your body doesn't go with the uh, for, uh, flow mm-hmm. to actually gain reach to that productivity level and then start from there yeah and i you know i really help a lot of women create that because they say, okay, so now I know that I I need to reduce the stress at work or at home. I need to create that flow, but how do I do it? And I feel like that's the question a lot of women have. It's like, but, but how do I get there? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know what to add. And I always tell people to minus one thing, add a new thing, right? Take away that negative, put in a positive. So if you have a 20 minute drive to work, how are you starting your morning? Are you asking yourself those same questions of, oh my gosh, and as soon as I get to work and I have the meeting with the boss, and then your mind just goes to these same things. And instead, I tell women, do replace it with small things like maybe there's an, an audiobook that calms you. Maybe you have a favorite song you want to put on. Maybe it is listening to a talk show on the radio or a podcast that you enjoy right? It's a little things like that of feeding your mind. So whenever you get to work, you're not already flustered about the meeting or about X, Y, and Z. You're in a whole other element in your mindset, getting even stepping into the office, which will carry into your work day. And when you are out of work, when you're finished with work, learn to shut it down and to not bring it home with you. It's so important. And a lot of it's, it's like this beautiful art. I think that you have to work on in order to conquer it because so many times we want to bring work home or we, or opposite. I I wrote an article about bringing home to work, right? Something's going wrong at home. No one talks about how much we bring the, all the things that we left at home and we just carry it into our work day. And the exchange of either of those, sorry, I talk with my hands a lot, so I keep hitting my microphone. (laughs) The the exchange of either of those can truly have a negative effect. Um, And I, I compare it to working out. It's like when you're wanting to get into shape, right? You can't just eat healthy and work out one day a week and see results. It's the same way with feeding your mind the right things. You can't expect to just do it one or two days. You have to do it every single day, even when it gets stressful. That way that accumulation eventually adds up and becomes what we call a lifestyle. I was talking to one of my guests uh, in podcast, and she said, I don't Mm -hmm. need any like 15 days diet, 20 days diet, this is, that, that should be changing the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to eat something good, uh, you have to do it for a long time. So you just don't do it for 15 days, 20 days, and then escape it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not going to work for you. You're right. I agree. All right. Um, do you have anything to add to this? podcast? Um, I would add this. Never underestimate what you're capable of. I feel like we need to hear it more often because we get stuck in the routine of our lives. And by the time we know it, we're doing the same thing every day, every month, and five years have gone by. And just because you've lived life that way, and maybe life seems okay right now, it doesn't mean that you can't go from good to great. And I think we need to open ourselves up to the possibilities 
of being a healthier version. And anyone listening to this podcast, I would love to challenge you to dream up, get a notebook, write it down, let your, have a talk with yourself. Schedule time in your calendar, just like you have to pick up your kids from school or like you have to go into work at a certain time in the office or whatever that looks like for you. Schedule some time for yourself and ask yourself, what would a better version of me look like? And you would just be blown away at the different things that you want to do that you realize you haven't started and just start one thing. That's how I love to work with people. What is the one thing that you want to start today? Is it taking care of your health better? Do you want to start walking in the morning or after work? Because that's something that helps you de-stress is just getting out of the house and taking 15 minutes in your whole 24 hours to have that time for you. Is it scheduling a massage? Because that that just makes life better. And why else do we work hard, right? What what does it look like? And what are the things you can start incorporating in your life? Um, I just really want to challenge people to push themselves um, outside of what their normal day and normal routine looks like so that they can have that better, healthier life. And especially when it comes to fertility, you can make leaps and bounds if you just really reevaluate where you are, where you want to be, and then fill in those gaps. Wow, that's beautiful. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much for your suggestion and very interesting talk we had together. Yes. And uh, we, we talk later. Yes. Thank you so much, Fantia. Have a good day. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition channel in YouTube and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Get pregnant by unleashing your reproductive power.